This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Thank goodness. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's not nerve-wracking at all. <laughs> just, just a heads up that if you come every Sunday and then miss three months, you will also be asked to be a speaker. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but when Jane did ask me to do this talk, at first I was like, oh my goodness, what am I even going to talk about? It took a long time of processing. I was like, well, could talk about my life story, but that's a little hard in 20 minutes. Um, I could talk about how I got to Bend. Not very exciting. Followed my mother, which most of you know is Reverend Tam, who's over here. And then I went, well, I've been working a lot on my own mental health and everything, which I have been struggling with for about, we'll say 24 years since I just turned 24. <laughs> and so I decided that, um, and like Jane said, I work at a treatment facility with teens, troubled youth, and our focus is with DBT, which is dialectal behavior therapy. And we focus on uh, how do you talk to yourself? How do you interact with other people? What do you do if you're in a crisis, etc.? So it was kind of workshop, but I came up with the title, The Guide of How to Be Selfish About Your Mental Health. So I hope you enjoy. Um, so your mental health does matter. So I did want to tell a quick little story. Uh, two years ago? Two years ago. Um, when I graduated college, I decided I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And so I had this opportunity to join the Jewish, Jew whoa, words, okay, Jewish Service Corps. There's the words. And I was given the opportunity to go to Louisiana and work for a nonprofit. And the nonprofit that I was matched with worked with refugees. And it meant that I was going in and out of ICE facilities. I was recording uh, people's stories and everything. The one thing that I was never taught was, how do I deal with all these emotions? How do I deal with all these stories? How do I not take these stories home with me at the end of the night? And when I was editing all those videos and all those stories, I was doing it from home. And so I had no separation of hearing these stories and having a place where I didn't have to think about these stories. And so I went into one of the deepest depressions of my life it was to the point that my therapist threatened to get on a flight and come to Louisiana to come pick me up. And uh, when I did decide that for my own mental health that I was going to leave and come back to Oregon, it was a really difficult time in my life of not wanting to get out of bed, not knowing how to deal with all these feelings that I was still lingering from Louisiana. And it became a serious conversation of, do I go into inpatient treatment or do I figure my life out? And I was given the opportunity to go to camp last summer, which I did this summer too. And so it was the first conversation with my therapist and she stated, I want you to be selfish. And I was like, what do you mean you want me to be selfish? My entire life, or maybe everybody's lives also, have been told to not be selfish. You're supposed to be sharing. You're always, like, sharing is caring. You're always supposed to think of others before yourself. And so I was like, I think she's lost it. <laughs> I don't know what she means of, like, wanting me to be selfish. 
And so she was like, I want you to take time to focus on yourself and your mental health. And I was like, oh my God, somebody sees me. And it's not me just having to focus on everybody's emotions that I no longer have anything left for myself. And so I wanted to kind of share a little bit of my process and also my DBT skills with you all. Firstly, setting yourself up for success. There is, there, thank you. There are three things <laughs> that you need to have in your life to set yourself up for success. Firstly, you need to have, there we go. Firstly, you need to have something that's creative in your life. That could be singing, could be dancing, could be poetry, could be many different options. You need to have a creative outlet. For me, I really like, well, as you know, I'm up here with Soul Shine. So singing, nailed it. <laughs> um, as Jane said earlier, I do graphic art. Um, I really like doing pet portraits and such. So art, check. Uh, I also like to get into different dance, nailed it. Next is also doing something for your mental health. That could be meditation, could be journaling, could be anything that you get to have a time for yourself where phone is turned off. Do not talk to anybody. It is really great to have your phone <laughs> turned off to not talk to anybody. And lastly is something you're passionate about. For some reason when I wrote this, the only thing that came to my head was fishing. I don't fish, but I guess if you're a big fan of fishing, you know, schedule maybe once every month that you decide to go out and fish, have your phone phone off, etc. But don't know why that was the example that came to my brain, and you will see that is a reoccurring theme of the rest of this talk. <laughs> okay, now we can break in, break down a little bit about DBT, which is what are the three types of coping skill categories? First is distress tolerance. What do you do if you are feeling distressed? What are you doing if you're in an uncomfortable position? Emotional regulation. If you're in distress, how do you emotionally regulate? If you're mad, how do you deal with that? And interpersonal effectiveness. How do you communicate with yourself and how do you communicate with others? Firstly, distress tolerance. Also, if you cannot tell, there's a pink theme going on that has been a new thing for me, so we're gonna enjoy that pink. Um, so distress tolerance is a person's ability to manage actual or perceived emotional distress. Whether it's you're truly in distress or you are feeling the distress within you. Now this is a lot. I, there's a lot of acronyms. We will go through each of them one by one. Do not worry, because this looks like a lot to me, too. Only for you, Dave. Okay. Firstly, pros and cons. What are the pros and cons of your reaction to a situation? Is it a pro to be upset about something? Will it matter tomorrow? Will it matter next week? Will it matter in a year? Will you even remember that situation? And yeah, what are the pros and cons of that? <laughs> Next, this is one of my favorite, favorite acronyms, it is called TIP. So it's temperature, intense exercise, pace breathing, paired muscle relaxation. When I am very upset, I always think of the word TIP, and especially the word T is temperature. 
So when I am upset, I like to eat ice cream. It is something cold. It stops your brain from thinking about what you are thinking and focusing on ice cream. Whether you like it because it's cold, whether you like the ice cream because of the taste, you get to pick. Also, it's important to, uh, you can take cold showers. I was also reading a mental health post. We'll go with that word. Um, that eating sour candy is actually very helpful when you are having a panic attack because sour candy, because your brain all of a sudden has to focus on the reaction of the sour that you are eating instead of what you are perceiving. Also, it is very nice to do intense exercise of when I am upset or feeling very stressed. I guess I can't do it now, unless my mom gives me permission to set up an archery range in our household. Probably not. Um, but I would, if I was upset at camp, I would go put my earplugs in, blast music, and go shoot at a target or soda cans. Soda cans are really fun, just as a recommendation, um, for like an hour or two. Next is radical acceptance. This has been one of the most difficult acronyms. It is, seems very simple because it is two words. Radical acceptance. It sometimes sucks to radically accept that things are not in your control whatsoever. Whether it's uh, maybe a job didn't work out. Maybe a drawing didn't come out the way that you wanted it to. Being able to radically accept that not everything you can physically control is very difficult and also as a heads up that all these tools are not something that you are going to master overnight, not something that you are going to master in a minute. It is something that you work on and you continue to work on, which is why I wanted to share it with you all. Next, oh, this one, this one causes me troubles, um, is accepts. So it's activities, contributions, comparisons, emotions, pushing away thoughts, and sensations. So this is basically the thought process of breaking down what you could do if you were distressed. What are some activities that you could do instead of having a panic attack? What are your contributions? Are you contributing to anything? Are you contributing to your life by having this panic attack? Are you contributing by having this distress? Comparisons. Is it better to be sitting in a situation that is not fun or would you rather be driving a boat? I don't know. Fishing, thank you, could be fishing. Emotions, being able to validate that you are feeling all these emotions, that your emotions are valid and that you are allowed to feel anything under the sun. Pushing away thoughts, why it's two words but technically three words, don't ask me, I did not make these acronyms. <laughs> being able to step away from your thoughts and push away those negative feelings. And last, sensations. What is something that is tactile that you can touch? Or maybe see, which goes right into self-soothe. What um, my favorite technique, which my therapist also taught me, was when having a panic attack, it, you look for what are five things you can see, what are four things you can hear, what are three things you can touch, what are two things you can smell, and what is one thing you can taste. Working on focusing on other things that are not what you are feeling in that moment and giving you a different out is extremely important. And then the last one I think is 
very um, related to us here at Unity, which is improve. First is imagery. What is an image that means a lot to you? What is, it might be, I imagine myself in the future being A, B, and C. It could be, I have a picture of my dog because I love my dog. Also goes into meaning. What is the meaning behind that? Is there something meaningful to you that makes you happy to stop and think about? P, prayer. Hate to tell y'all, but you're here. <laughs> you nailed that one. Congrats. Um, next is relaxation. Taking the time to relax, taking time to separate. So like at the end of the day of work, stopping and leaving work at the door. That has been a huge difficulty in my life and was something that I really learned in Louisiana that I needed to focus on, being able to separate that at the end of the day. And working with my teens, not always the easiest. It's not very normal to tell people, oh yeah, I got clipboards chucked at my head, had cops showing up at the house every other day kind of moment. So how am I at the end of the day going to not think about what happened at work and how am I going to separate that? Are you being one in the moment in what you are doing? Vacation. I am not telling you to hop on a plane to New York or anything. I'm telling you maybe you need a vacation from your phone. Maybe you need a vacation from what you are feeling. And last, encouragement. It's always important to encourage yourself, encourage others. Next, emotional regulation. Oh goodness, I'm blind. I cannot see that. Okay. Provide skills to help manage emotions instead of being managed by them. Reduce vulnerability to negative emotions and build positive emotional experiences. I will just say that right now, I don't have to pretend any of you in your underwear because all of you look like blurs. So that is why <laughs> I keep turning around. <laughs> okay, a little, little bit less of the acronyms, but still enough. First, we have STOP. Is there the other one? There we go. So this is when you are in a very, maybe you're having an argument with a friend, maybe a significant other. Maybe you're having an argument with yourself. No judgment. First, you need to stop. Then you need to take a step back. What is the purpose of staying in an argument if it's just going to keep going round and round? Next, observe. Observe how you're feeling. Maybe take that moment to observe, well, maybe my mom was right about me not coming home at 1 a.m. and waking up everybody in the household. Next, proceed mindfully. Is it important to come, go straight back to that conversation in that moment? Or maybe you take the day off and come back to it later. Opposite action. I will say, so for my job, we have to take quizzes on these skills alone. So thank you for helping me study, because I will be tested on it probably next week. Um, and this one really tripped me up for the longest time. What do you mean opposite action? What the actual definition is, is that two things can be correct at the same time. You can be happy and sad about the same situation. When thinking about this, I really reflected on when COVID first hit. I had a lot of internships and everything that I was really, really excited about, and they vanished because it couldn't be in person. 
And yet I had some amazing opportunities that presented themselves. I was really sad about losing those losing internships, but really excited about having new opportunities. Both can be true at the same time. Next, pleasant activities list. It is always important to have a list for yourself of what you feel is pleasant that you would like to do. Maybe fishing. We're gonna keep coming back to that one thing. <laughs> um, maybe you like to draw. Maybe you like to read. Something that you find is pleasant and you can actually do alone. Positive self-talk is extremely important. Being able to look at how you are phrasing things and rephrase it to be more positive to yourself and to others is extremely important. With dialectal behavior therapy, which is what we are going over, we take a lot of time to reflect on what we are saying and how we should be saying it instead. Of, hey, don't do that. Maybe, hey, maybe try this instead. Identify and describe your emotions. I know for me, when I get angry, words are not my strong suit. I usually just growl and walk away. But then I am able to take the time of identifying why do I feel angry? What is making me angry? Am I able to go back to that person that I just growled at and say, hey, I'm sorry for growling at you. I was feeling really upset because of A, B, and C. Last but not least, A, B, C, please. Ooh. So first is accumulate positives. Accumulate positives means that you look at the positivity of things that you've done. It could be, hey, I can look back and say, I graduated college, which still does not feel quite real, but that's okay. I, I graduated college. I graduated high school. I'm accumulating those positives of, yes, college might not have been easy whatsoever, but I was able to do that and complete that myself. It could be the little things. Hey, I got out of bed today. That was not always easy. I'm not usually, not usually a morning person. So for me today, getting out of bed, that's my positive. Building mastery, doing something over and over and over again. It does not mean that you're gonna be an expert at it by the end of the day. As Jane was saying earlier, I like to learn new languages. So every day I spend about two to three hours practicing languages. Does not mean I'm an expert. Please do not try to have conversations with me quite yet in any of those languages, um, but at least I'm continuing to do it. You're building mastery right now by showing up here. Next, cope ahead. If you know that something that you, is happening in the future might not be something you really like or might make you really upset, being able to cope ahead for that. Being able to, like, if you are afraid of lightning storms, being able to be like, oh, tonight I'm gonna put on earplugs and listen to some nice music. Maybe it is you have a coworker you really do not like, and you know you have a shift with them next week. How are you going to react to them and make sure that they don't get under your skin? Next, being physical. I have to clarify this because I work with teens that usually will use fists first. Physical does not mean go punch people. Physical means being able to like go on a walk or something. 
illness. If this is bugging you, it bugs me too that it starts with an L, but it technically starts with an I. It really bugs me. <laughs> illness treatment is what it is meant to say. It's basically the focus of, if you're sick, maybe you miss out on going out to dinner with your friends. Trust me, probably not the most fun person to hang out with if you're really sick. And maybe it's nicer to be able to take, uh, go home and take a bubble bath, read a book, and take care of yourself. Eat balance. This is a big struggle for me. Apparently, you're not supposed to be eating a family-sized box of Cheez-Its in one sitting. Still working on that one. Um, uh, but being, it's not just how you're eating or what you're eating, it's also the portions of what you are eating. I know, I heard that. I agree. I typically do not look at the portion sizes. Um, but it is really important for your body to be able to get the nutrients you need and also not overdo it that your body does not know how to process. Next, avoid mood-altering drugs. Don't think I need to explain that one. Next, sleep balance. Still struggling with that one. Apparently, you're not supposed to sleep for two hours a night. And shocking, I know. And last but not least, exercise. Could be as simple as going on a walk. Could be simple as you got out of your car and you walked to the front door. And now you're sitting. Next, this is one of my favorite topics, is interpersonal effectiveness. Oh goodness, I really can't see. Um, meant to strengthen current relationships, build new and satisfying relationships, and, and end, oh my god, that looks like two A's, and end those relationships that are unhealthy or toxic. Firstly, we have validation. I don't even need, yeah, I didn't even need it to go to the next slide. Validation. It is very important to validate your feelings, validate the person, another person's feelings. Could be, I don't feel that so-and-so's feelings about not getting on the cheerleading team, etc., is the most logical thing, but I can still validate of, I'm really sorry that you feel that. I'm really sorry that you are feeling all these emotions. Being able to validate what you are feeling and being able to validate what other people are feeling is extremely important when having a serious conversation. Give. Give is how you should be interacting with somebody. Being able to be gentle, interested. It's not really fun to have a conversation when somebody does not look interested whatsoever in what you are talking about. It also focuses on body language. If somebody's feet are pointing opposite, means they would rather be anywhere else. Validate. Came up again. An easy manner. Being able to be easy, approachable. Again, not really fun to go talk to someone when they do not seem interested and do not seem like they want to talk to you. Cheerleader statements. Oh my god, I made a cheerleading example. And I forgot about that. Um, so cheerleading statements. Being able to hype yourself up, hype up your friends, Hype up anyone you know. Could be as simple as, I like that shirt on you. Next, we have Deer Man. And I think I'm, I had an example in my head, but I think I might 
go back to fishing. So describe what you want. I really want to go fishing. Express your emotions. I feel very happy when I go fishing. Assert your point of view. It is beneficial for me to go fishing. Next, reinforce what you want. Going fishing next week would be beneficial for my health. Would take, uh, I would be able to step away from my phone, step away from everything I'm stressing about. I think it would be a good idea. Mindful of how it might impact others. Well, if I go fishing, I think the fish might not exactly like that. If something happens, I'm not on my phone, that could be an issue. There could be many other things. Be able to appear confident. Trying. Negotiate. Maybe I keep my phone on silent, but like have my Apple Watch on, so if anything was to go wrong, people could contact me. And maybe I go to one of those places where I send the fish back. Modulate intensity. Kind of goes back to the idea of is this worth the intensity or worth the effort that I'm putting into it? Is the situation, is this fight with someone I'm having, is it worth all this energy that I am putting into it? Last but not least, fast. Being fair to yourself it is extremely important to be fair to yourself. Be apology free. This one I struggle with too. When people tell me to stop apologizing and then I'll immediately say, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose. Stick to one's values. Stick to your values. Your values should not change because of how you are talking to someone or what you are talking to them about. And always be truthful. It is extremely helpful to be truthful of what you're feeling and being truthful to others. That is my talk, and remember, it's okay to be selfish to take care of yourself.